Welcome to Tome Raiders, the podcast where we take folklore, legends and mythology and force them to eat brown sauce when they probably rather eat red. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is what he's just done to me. Yes. <laughs> um, the, the, the he being me, which is Ross. And I'm Laura. <laughs> um, sorry that it's been a little while since our last podcast. Um, we were ill. And Not the dreaded Rona, thankfully. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, um, and yeah, so we thought, well, let's not, let's not force ourselves to do something that we feel is subpar. We want to work a little bit. Yeah, you know, we'd rather us. take a week to make sure we were back on fighting form. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, so today we're going to uh, basically, I'm um, I'm going to read Laura um, some uh, some folklore. And um, excellent, and and it's, it's it's in the public domain too. Just to just to clarify, yep, uh, I made special efforts to determine that today's one was in the public domain, <laughs> including going on to ancestry dot com. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. So Laura, <laughs> yes, Ross. what's going on in, in the news right now? There has been dreadful news coming out of Ukraine. Yes, um, which we are, I think, like most people. Um, absolutely appalled and horrified by. Absolutely. Um, and we're not a geopolitics podcaster. We're not going to labour the point too hard. Well, but we are geopolitical people. But we are geopolitical people to the extreme that I actually studied geopolitics at degree level. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've been following what's been going on in Ukraine with, you know, absolute horror. Um and we thought that it might be nice to explore a little bit of Ukrainian folklore in this episode. Yes. Um, neither of us have ever been to Ukraine, nor do we know that much about Ukraine. I, no. I know, you know, about the history of the region. Um, but, I, you know, neither of us are specialists in Ukraine. Um, so please be aware yeah. of that. Yeah. We are not in any way authoritative. No. And... Uh, Along the same vein, like we quite often end up sending up the uh, the, the the literature that we read, we end up having a giggle and sort of how how isn't that stupid? We're not we're tr- we're not going to do that with this one. It doesn't. Well, we'll try not. We'll try so. not to. I mean, there might be a giggle or two in that. Yeah, um, it's quite funny story. <laughs> it's also quite a sad story. But we're like the point I'm trying to make is that we're not doing this to, you know, denigrate on Ukrainian folklore at all quite the opposite quite the opposite um, we're here to celebrate the wonderful eccentric fabulous rich history of ukrainian mythology yeah and in fact right now i'm going to tear up the contract that rt sent us <laughs> <laughs> throw that in the bin we're on the side of ukraine yeah yeah um <laughs> So today's story... And if you're not, then reevaluate your choices and don't at me. Yeah. Yeah. Today's story is by a woman called Lesia Ukrainka. Okay. Uh, whose name, that was her pen name, literally means Ukrainian woman. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, which is cool because, I mean... I like it. Well, it certainly highlights her national streak, Indeed. nationalist streak. Um, so she was born in 1871 and died in 1913. So a short life. She died... Uh, she was 42. Um, but during that time, she was um, fairly prolific in terms of writing poems. 
um, and writing in the Ukrainian language, which at the time under Russian Tsarist rule was actually not allowed. Mm. Uh, you could be punished, imprisoned, all sorts of nasty things for just writing in Ukrainian. We love a good subversive author. Absolutely. Um, so she was very, very instrumental in um, sort of the, the production of Ukrainian works during that time, works in Ukrainian. Um, and um, the song, the song, the the play that I'm going to read today, mm-hmm. yes, play. Okay, um, bloody is, hell. It's called Forest Song. Uh, um, okay, now I understand that, that little vocal slip where you said song. Yes. Okay. Um, it was written in 1911. <laughs> And um, apparently it was one of those works that kind of just flowed out of her, which I think is quite fun. You I know, love that. When a creative work sort of just like, just kind of, it just bubbles out of you. Well, that's, well, I have reservations in that case, because that's what Jack Kerouac did with On the Road. Well. And when you read the original scroll of On the Road, it is fairly unreadable <laughs> so as long as there's been some kind of editorial process uh, yes i'm sure it's been uh, uh, well, i mean absolutely um so um that was written in ukrainian obviously so i yeah. don't i can't speak ukrainian no um Not. you won't be surprised to know um <laughs> so this translation was by a man called percival Kandy, um who died in 1948 i believe so this is also in the public domain which is um I mean, bad luck for him, but good luck for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done, a, I think, right, so I can't compare, obviously, can't compare it to the original Ukrainian. I can no. only look at the English and say, how has he done? Um, and he's um, done, quite, I think, quite a good job. It's very, um, the word painting is very good. He's also managed to get it into iambic pentameter somehow. Oh, wow. Which, if for those who don't know what that is, that's kind of like the Shakespearean sonnet rhythm. Da-da, 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 da-da. So the iams is the da-da. So iambic, and then pentameter is there are five of them. Da 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 da. Spot the music graduate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a lot of this play is written in iambic pentameter, but sometimes like the lines are split between different different characters, so you'll get one line which is kind of split between three people or something like that. Okay. Which is quite cool. Um, what else can I tell you about the structure of this? Um, generally, if it rhymes, it's because kind of woodland nymphs and sprites and fairies are speaking. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't rhyme, it's probably because the more mundane humans are speaking. This bodes really very well. Mm-hmm. I've got really high expectations of this story now. Yeah. <laughs> we love a good wood nymph. Absolutely. Well, it's a long story, so I better make a, make a start. Okay. But I'm going to give you the little, little overview of what to expect. Um, so our main characters... Uh, is a forest nymph called Mavka. Okay. Um, we won't hear from her until Act 1. There's a little prologue first. Okay. Um, basically, it's the story of Mavka and her relationship with this man called uh, Lukash, okay. who is a peasant. And Lukash is a bit of a... a, bit of a um, he, he can't really make up his mind on how he feels about things. Okay. So uh, Lukash and Mavka fall in love very quickly and then... Lukash has second thoughts and... Typical. Yeah. Um, so... Re- <laughs> We're getting straight into the yeah. man-hating very early on. Really, this, <laughs> this story is about man's relationship with nature and, um, in this case, man's relationship with these kind of fake spirits. Okay. Um, so that's where the kind oh, of... Oh, I love comes it. In. This is looking good already. Yeah. So I'm going to read you 
um, a bit of the prologue. I'm going to try to skip certain bits because otherwise we will be here for about two hours. Okay. Um, I am on my lunch break, incidentally. Yes. So this might be quite a, 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 an abridged version. <laughs> we'll, we'll do our best. Um, okay, here we go. Prologue. A dense and hoary primeval forest in Volhynia. The scene is a spacious glade in the heart of the forest, dotted with willows and one very old oak. At one end, the glade turns into tussocks and reedy groves, and then into a vivid green marsh, the shore of a woodland lake formed by a stream which runs through the forest. The stream emerges from a dense thicket, empties into the lake, and comes out at the end of it, only to lose itself again in the undergrowth. The lake itself is a placid sheet of calm water, covered with duckweed and water lilies, except for a clean open space in the centre. The spot is wild and mysterious, but not gloomy, filled with the tender, pensive beauty of Polusier, a wooded part of the province of Volhynia. This is definitely not a word-for-word translation. He's definitely... Because this is beautiful. He's definitely kind of... He's... Done his best to... Yeah. Yeah. He's beatified it. Beatified? Yeah. Is that what that means? Yeah. I hope so. Because I've just said it. <coughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's absolutely gorgeous. I am there in my mind's eye, enjoying the woodland scene. Excellent. It is very early spring. Along the edge of the forest and in the glade, the first green is showing, and hepaticas. Hepaticas, I don't know, it's Greek, and anemones are in bloom. The trees are still leafless, but their leaf buds are about to open. A mist... It's basically the same time of year as it is right now, then. Yeah. I like that. A mist hangs over the lake, at times concealing it entirely, but when moved by the wind, the mist opens up, displaying the pale blue water. Gosh. A roaring is heard from the forest. The stream begins to foam and clatter, then, together with its waters, out of the forest there comes racing He Who Rends the Dykes. He's our first character. Okay. He is a youth, very blonde with blue eyes, who makes expansive motions as though he were swimming. He who what's the dykes? Rends. Ren, uh, ren, to render. Like oh, rend. right, okay. And by dyke, we mean the earthenwork rather yes. than... Other things. Other things. His clothing is constantly changing in colour from turbid yellow to clear blue and at times he emits swift golden sparks. Rushing with the current into the lake, he begins to circle around on the clear open space, agitating the somnolent water. The mist dissolves and the water becomes bluer and bluer. Now, what do you, one thing I find quite interesting about this is that this introduction very kind of paints a beautiful picture, Yeah. but it's a stage show, so how much of that can be done on stage? If anything, it is. I feel like this might be written for the people who are are reading the script. Well, yeah, but also like anyone as an afterthought. If if you're if you're interpreting this script as a as a performance to do, you want to get into the mood of the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it, it's almost more like a stage direction. Yeah. It kind of it will give you the the kind of the the space. Imagining what the space is like to do like to just to kind of, you know it's your scene setting. It's very good. It's beautiful, absolutely. 
So uh, this next bit... It makes me want to go to Ukraine. It, it just, once, yeah. once all this blows over. Absolutely. <laughs> um, this next bit, so you've got He Who Runs the Dykes and He Who Runs the Dykes is going to have a little tryst with um, a water nymph. Okay. Um, who is called Rusalka. Um, I'm going to try to do this quite briefly. Um, Rusalka, because of the, basically the prologue doesn't really come into things much. Rizalka um, has a father who is the um, water water goblin. Ooh. Um, Same. And... <laughs> <laughs> Laura, stop wasting the hot water. <laughs> um, and uh, the water who goblin. Who turned the furnace up again? <laughs> <laughs> The water goblin <laughs> is fairly control- I'm controlling. I'm sorry, if you're listening yeah. to this, Dad, I love you. <laughs> so it's, it, this sets up the dynamic between Rizalka and the water goblin as sort of like the father figure in okay. the forest and the, and the nymph. Is and he like my dad? Is he a kind well, of... Well, you'll just have to see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so he who runs the dikes. Down from mountain into valley, skipping, racing, forth I sally. All the villages are quaking as the dikes and dams I'm breaking. <laughs> when folk try to dam the water to their work, I give no quarter. For wild waters of the spring, like wild youth, must have their fling. Hmm. He continues to agitate the water more and more. He's a water ganassi. Yes, just like... Well, actually, no, Nino is an air no. ganassi. Nino is my... Um, current D&D character who's oh, an yeah. Aganassi. He's cool. <laughs> um, tiny pale infants in scanty white shirts who come up to the surface among the t- water lilies are these two, two babes. Here's the first one. Why do you come hither blundering? <laughs> Number two. Why do you disturb our slumbering? <laughs> one. Here our mother made our nest laid us gently down to rest o'er the stones and o'er the gravel she laid reeds to make it level. Lily pads she gave for covering, and we heard her softly singing, Lulla, lulla, lullaby, sleep, my darlings, mother's nigh. Well, where's she fucked off to then? Yeah, so basically, the this <laughs> there are a few spirits in here who are sort of like kids who have been left in the forest. Okay. And that's one. These the the two babes. They've just on. been left there. Yeah, they've just been left in the, and and become water spirits. Oh. So they've just been left in the forest and become... So they're what they call a genie loci. So like a localised spirit or a localised... I guess so, yeah. Huh. Genie loci. Oh, I've read quite a lot of uh, fantasy fiction. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm darling. sure it will shock you to hear, listener, but I am a massive nerd. Yeah. <laughs> they ask you who runs the dikes. Whom is it you're seeking here? That Rosalka, blithe and kittle, whom I've loved since I was little... For of water nymphs so queenly, there is none I love more keenly. I have coursed all over mountains, valleys, ravines, springs, and fountains. Loveliest spirit of the mere, none there is than who dwells here. Into foamless lake I'll churn, seeking her for whom I yearn. He agitates the water tempestuously. Anyway, um, he goes on um, singing to the to the two babes. This has got real Midsummer Night's Dream vibes. Uh, totally, totally got that vibe. Yeah. Um, only I feel like Midsummer Night's Dream is more chaotic than this. So far. So far. Yeah. Um, Rizalka comes up out of the water, smiling alluringly, joyfully clapping her hands. 
She is wearing two chaplets. Hang on. It comes up out of the water. Yes. This is a common theme in these stories. Is, isn't it? Of women just appearing from underwater. <laughs> Are you saying you don't do that? <laughs> yeah, but when I do it, I've got mascara all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> or you're wearing goggles. Or I'm wearing goggles <laughs> and a silicon cap. <laughs> she is wearing two chaplets. The larger one, green, the other small, like a crown of pearls, from which there hangs a veil. I bet her hair is perfectly dry and coiffed and... Oh, of course. Well, it's a, it's a stage show, isn't it? <laughs> you can't have her actually dripping yeah. wet <laughs> with a microfiber towel, like, <laughs> ringing. <laughs> Rosanka. Ah, tis you, my sweetheart gay. Why all this delay? All the night, dear, I've been yearning, dreaming that you were returning. All the many tears I wept in a silver cup I've kept. What? Let me tell you, I've never done that. <laughs> and nor, I can, think, I can say with quite good authority, have any of the women I've ever met. Without you, the tears, my lover, filled the cup till it brimmed over. Oh, dear God. Come on, girl. Where, where has he just come from? He's just gone to work. I, I don't know. Well, he's, I know he's, he's, he was, when he's, he's, he went from rending the dikes, didn't he? Yeah. That's what he from... does. His name is the, 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 the render of dykes. I see what you mean. That's work for him. Yeah. Yeah. So why is she like, oh, he's gone. I filled the silver cup with my tears. <laughs> Come on, hon. I mean, sometimes when I get back from work, you're like, <laughs> the cat and I have been waiting for you. <laughs> oh, darling. <laughs> Give me your chalice. Anyway. <laughs> So, back he the... goes, I think we've mentioned before, he occasionally works from the office in London yeah. and I always work at home. <laughs> back to the narrative. <laughs> he who runs the dikes. Anyway, it is spring. Oh, the lake, let's take a fling. Oh. Rizalka. By the little lakelet, o'er its yellow sands, with my pearly chaplet, I fly in the dance. They whoop and splash and dash the water about. The water surges and beats against the shore till the weeds and reeds begin to thresh about and the startled birds in swarms rise up out of them in fright. I'm just imagining this bike like taking place in like a paddling pool on a stage or something. Yeah, it must be. Oh, I don't know if, I guess they're sort of acting, play acting That's the, water, the extra element of this, isn't it? The fact that this is a stage show. Yeah. So you've got to think, how the hell was this performed? It's very interesting. Apparently, it has, I mean, there have been performances I googled. I didn't watch them. <laughs> Why is Google always listening to us? <laughs> D- Google, no. Thank you. Sorry, I don't understand. Yeah, shh, shush, thank you. <laughs> Alexa wouldn't do this. <laughs> here comes the water goblin. Oh, He dad. rides up. Sorry, dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he rides up from the middle of the lake. He is a very ancient grey old man with long hair and a long white beard. Okay, that's not my dad. Not, no, no. He is covered with a mass of weeds hanging down to his girdle. His garments are the colour of mud, and on his head is a crown of shells. His voice is hollow, but robust. Like yours? Like mine. Hollow and robust? I mean, you you definitely have a resonance. A resonance? Yes. I have a nasality. (laughs) 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 Who's this who dares disturb our tranquility? That's not really hollow and robust, is it? Shall I try again? Yes. Who's this who dares disturb our tranquil lake? 
better? Yes. <laughs> For shame, my daughter, should the water's queen be romping with a stranger. Shame on you. <laughs> no, you do you, girl. He's <laughs> not a stranger, father, don't you see? Tis he who rents the dikes. I know, I know. He's not our kin, although of watery birth. Deceitful and malicious are his ways. But her dad basically just walked in on her boning. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. And she's like, it's not a stranger, Dad. God. <laughs> we met on Tinder. You see, it's not our kin, although of watery birth. So. so he's another one who probably died in or around the water and became a genie loci. Very, pos- very possibly, unless it was like a case of, you know, water birth. If anyone here, if anyone listening is interested in fantasy literature that contains genie loci, I highly recommend the Rivers of London series by Ben Aranovich, just as a complete aside. This podcast is not sponsored by Ben Aranovich. <laughs> Although... Again, Ben, if you're listening and you want to, you know, oh, please. who are we to stop you? Yeah. We have actually met on two occasions. I've been to a signing. Twice. You hear that, Ben? <laughs> Paul's in your court, mate. <laughs> so the water goblin is not a fan of um, he who runs the dikes. Deceitful and malicious are his ways. In spring he raves, he agitates, despoils. Rips from the lake its glorious crown of green. The year-long husbandry of water nymphs affrights our guards, the wise and watchful birds. I've met some people like that online as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a homewrecker, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He looks pointedly at several of the men that I met on Tinder. <laughs> During this harangue, he who rents the dike stealthily nods at Rizalka, inviting her to flee with him down the stream. Why, father in the sea, tis then that ocean calls me to his aid, so that the sun may not drink his cup dry. And when the sea king calls, one must obey. It is my duty that you know right well. Ah, uh, so, you're in the sea, but as for me, if twere not for the help that I receive, from my old trusty friend the autumn rain, I'd die, evaporated mist. But sir, the mist can never die, for out of mist the water comes again. Anyway, it goes on pressing about when they talk about this. Hmm. They're, just, they're just kind of... Uh, I'm having thoughts. Having thoughts. Of, they're, they're, you're having thoughts. I'm having thoughts. Is it about two men deciding what Rosalka... Yes. Yes. <laughs> well... Am I so transparent? <laughs> the interesting thing, though... I, Sounds like he, he who rends the dikes is a bit of a... A bit of a cad. A cad. And Rosalka, Rizal, is that how you say it? Yeah. She seems almost kind of passive in her own destiny. Mm. She's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fill a cup with my tears because he's gone to work. Well, Rizalka might be like that. But when we get to Mavka, I think it might... There's an interesting subversion of that. So we'll get to that. Mm. Um, it reminds me of Desdemona in Othello. There's a lot of Shakespearean parallels. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, I think it's... Um, Lizia Ukranka did actually do a lot of translations of old works. Shakespeare might have been one of them. Mm. I can't tell you for sure. But she did a lot of, yeah, she spoke nine languages. So. Cool. I can barely speak one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rizalka and, the, and um, he who runs the dikes tried to flee, um, but the water goblin stops Rizalka from fleeing and well, says, get okay. back down below. Nah, but 
she's a grown grown ass woman. She wants to bone the 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 guy who runs dikes. That yeah. is her choice, dude. In fact, she says, "How long is it since all the water nymphs have been your slaves in this same lake?" Good I'm you, girl. I'm free. I'm free as water is. In my domain, all waters must the limits recognize. Go mm. down below. I won't. So so you won't. Then give me back that pearly chaplet. Oh God. This is no. what my mum was like. Yeah. You live in my house, you follow my rules. Yeah. They were like, exactly. So Razak says, No, the Sea King's son gave me this pearly crown. You don't deserve to wear a crown like that, and for your disobedience, you'll go to him who dwells in rock. Oh, Father, no. I'll be obedient. Then what? go below. Fuck off. I'll go. I'll go. I may amuse myself with that dead fisher lad. For all I care. <laughs> Okay, girl, get it. A dead fisher lad down in the water. Gross. Yeah. I just understood you got the necrophilic uh, (laughs) implication there. Yeah, well, I guess he's probably He's also some kind of nymph. Yeah, I guess so. By now, they all turn into nymphs in the end, don't they? Mm. Um, And from one nymph um, maniac to another. You got it. Act one. So basically... Was that, that was the prologue? That was the prologue. Holy crap! Yeah, well, we, got... haven't, we haven't got our main characters yet. I'm about to do our main characters. Okay, hang on. I need to sneeze. Bless you. Thank you. Okay, act one. The same spot, but spring is further advanced. The edge of the forest seems to be covered with a tender green veil. And in some places, the top of the trees are tinted with a greenish shade. The lake is full to its brim the green shores forming a crown of vegetation around it. Into the glade from out the forest come Uncle Lev and his nephew, Lukash. Lev is an elderly peasant, grave but with a very kindly face. In Polishian style, he wears his hair long, falling in a white fullness on his shoulders from beneath his square cap of grey felt. He is dressed in coarse hempen cloth, over which he wears a very light grey smock, His high boots are made of bast, and in his hand he carries a fishing net. A knife is stuck in his belt, and on a broad strap across his shoulders he carries a basket made of woven felt. Lukash is a very young man, sturdy, black-browed, handsome, with a still childish look in his eyes. Like his uncle, he is dressed in hempen cloth, but of a finer weave. His shirt, hanging outside and belted, is embroidered in white with an open collar fastened with two red knots at both collar and cuffs. I mean, you get the idea. Yeah. This is they're just describing his clothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they emerge from the, from the forest. So how old are we talking? He's still got the face of youth. So yeah. Like 15, 16. I think the cush is, yeah, is in his mid to late teens. Yeah. Um, and Uncle Lev seems to be sort of more weather-beaten. Yeah, sort um, of. Yeah. 40s, 40s, 50s. Probably, yeah. I don't know, life expectancy this time, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he has white hair. Yeah. Maybe he's lived a very stressful life. <laughs> or maybe he just loves that platinum blonde look. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We're not here to judge. No. <laughs> Uncle Lev. Why are you stopping here? This is no place to try for fish. Too slimy, slippery. I only want to cut myself a pipe. The reeds right here are very fine for that. Hang on. He's like 14, 15, 16. I only want to cut myself a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's the romantic lead in the story. Well, actually, he's the romantic... I, I think he's not the lead. But he's one of the lead characters, but anyway. 
Lukash, I'm going to go with this voice. I only want to cut myself a pipe. The reeds right here are very fine for that. You need to quit smoking, bro. It's gross. Oh, pipe is in... That kind of pipe. Oh. The cat just woke up and looked around like, what the... <laughs> But you've got all the pipes you'll ever use. No, very few. One each of Cranberry, of Willow and of Linden. That is all. I must have one. <laughs> We're literally talking about a musical instrument. Yeah. I, I really, my brain immediately went to <laughs> narcotics. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did the... <laughs> <laughs> okay, carry on. <laughs> So Lukash and Uncle Ev um, decide to plant themselves in, the, in, the, in this spot. Um, and Rizalka sees and she says, Grandfather, Forest Elf, there's trouble, help. Sorry, Forest Elf is her grandfather. Water Goblin is her father. At this point, I'm what, wondering... What, what does she need help from? Um, from the two humans coming and invading her forest space. Okay. So, so, um, Forest Elf, new character. Okay, yep. A tiny bearded old man appears. He is nimble in his movements, but grave of countenance, dressed in dark brown, the colour of bark, and wears a shaggy fur cap. Gross. Now, what's the matter with you? There's a youth who's cutting reeds to make a pipe. Is that all? <laughs> That's what I said! That's no great trouble. Why yeah. are you so mean? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Forest. Elf. 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 <laughs> They're going to build a dwelling here, it seems. Forbid them, I will not, provided they don't use live trees. Rizalka. Oh dear. A dwelling here? Oh, come on, girl. We must have people here? Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Those dreadful folk who dwell beneath straw roofs, I can't bear them. I can't endure that awful smell of straw. I'll flood them and with water wash away that hateful smell. I'll give such trespassers wet welcome when they come. Forest Elf, stay, not so fast. It's Uncle Lev who comes to settle here and he's our friend. Ah. Sometimes in jest he'll use his simple arts to scare the forest sprites. Arts? Arts. 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 He'll use his simple arts. Yeah, the forest fries. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they like Uncle Ev, so they, they, they're like, okay, fine. Well, um, uh, the forest elf wants Uncle Ev to, 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 to stay. Uh, Rizalka says, my father will drown them all, as in talking about the water goblin. Don't let him try it. If he does, I'll fill his lake cram full with last year's brush and leaves. I'd like to imagine that forest elf is water goblin's father-in-law rather than father yeah possibly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't let him try it <laughs> okay so she disappears in the water um in fact she says oh dearie me how dreadful ha 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 oh god <laughs> forest elf muttering to himself <laughs> undigital rhyme Sits down on a fallen tree and lights his pipe. That's the correct type of pipe. Yes, there you go. Okay, good. 
From behind the trunk of an old half-withered tattered willow, Mavka emerges. This is our main character. Oh my god. With 33 minutes in. With 33 minutes in in, and we've just introduced the main character. I'm going to try and speed this up because we're 15 pages in. It's a 94 page. Okay, we might have to do this over two episodes. Maybe. Yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe we'll get to the end of Act 1 and then do the rest later. Okay, let's see what we can do. From, uh, from behind the trunk of an old half with a tattered willow, Mavka emerges. She is dressed in a bright green garment and her black hair hanging loose it has a greenish sheen. She makes gestures with her hands and rubs them across her eyes. So doing the... <laughs> oh, it's moments like this. I wish this were a video medium. Yeah. So that the listeners could have enjoyed that. Ah, me. How long I've slept. <laughs> a long time, child. Anemones have long since ceased to bloom, and now the cuckoo is striking his alarm. Jesus, a really a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> He's put his scarlet booties on, and soon he'll measure off the summertime for all. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, so it seems like spring awoke, Ma- awoke Mavka. Um, and in the meantime, Lukash is playing his little pipe. And Mavka says, They're hot. Is that not spring that's singing now? Oh no, a youth who's playing on his pipe. A youth? Maybe tis he who rents the dikes. No, no, we don't like that guy. I never expected aught like that from him. A human youth it is, nephew to Lev. And Lukash is his name. I don't know him. Because he's not here long, he's from afar. Not from these woods, but from the groves of pine where our great father all his winters spends. The widowed mother and her orphan son were given a home by good old Uncle Lev. I'd really love to see what he is like. Yeah, Uncle Lev is... is de- Uncle, Uncle Lev, Lev seems legit. We love Uncle Lev. Yeah. Um. So... Um, Mavka wants to see what Lukash and Lev are like, but um, the forest elf is like, ooh, don't ooh, beware about, you know, about these humans. Mm. They're perilous. True. It's basically, like, lo- lots of older males trying to control their younger yeah. daughters. Goodness sake. Yeah. Anyway, Mavka um, doesn't really care that much. She laughs. Good. Um... Lukash, with his pipe, suddenly emerges. Forest Elf and Mavka hastily conceal themselves. Lukash is about to cut a birch to test the sap. No! Mavka dashes out and seizes him by the hand. No, no, don't touch! Don't cut the tree, you'll kill! My girl, what's wrong? I am no murderer. I only wanted to try out the sap of this tree here. Don't shed it, that's his blood! Don't draw the blood out from my sister's veins! You call this birch tree sister, how is that? <laughs> Who are you then? <laughs> I'm Mavka, forest nymph. Whatever you're smoking, can I please have some? <laughs> <laughs> the instructions say, Lukash, not overly astonished, he examines her closely. <laughs> he does he uh, does eyes up and down. Yeah. 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 So, you're a forest nymph. I've heard of them from old folks many a time, but never yet saw one myself. And did you want to see? Oh, saucy. Why shouldn't I? But see, you're just the same as any girl, no, like a lady fair. Your hands are white, your figure's straight and slim. Your clothes somehow are not the same as ours. 
Why is it that your eyes aren't always green? He looks at her closely. Ah, they're green again. A moment since they were as blue as heaven. Now they're grey as thunderclouds. Now they're almost black or maybe brown. Why, you are wonderful. Oh dear. You think me beautiful? How can I tell? Who else should tell? What questions you do ask? Yeah, what the fuck? Anyway, they have their little love in, you know. But they literally just met. They, you know, they clearly got the hots for each other. And they are flirting like it's going out of style. Right. Okay. They, they are, yes. So, okay. So they have a have a kind of a, a little kind of, you know, bashful flirtation. Uh-huh. Um... Um, it continues. So he's like 15. Yeah, but so, but she's... An she's, ethereal wood nymph. An ethereal wood nymph. And everyone knows ethereal wood nymphs retain the maturity of a 15-year-old throughout their thousands of years of life. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no that's my questions. assumption. That's my assumption. Um, so, Lukash um, admires how Mavka speaks, says, Oh, how you talk. Mavka... You like it, do you not? Oh, my God. That pipe of yours can speak with better tongue. Oh, my God. Play me a tune and I will swing to it. She takes some of the long-hanging branches of the birch and, knotting them together, makes a seat into which she springs and begins to rock herself gently. Imagine this on stage. Yeah. We're talking aerial acrobatics now. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, uh, she plays. Um... Mavka involuntarily joins in singing with the melodies. Um, How lovely is the strain of mingled joy and pain. It cuts deep in the breast and cleaves the heart in twain. And then she starts crying. (laughs) 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 She wrote a song that was so sad she made herself cry. Wow. Why are you weeping, maiden? Did I weep? Indeed. Ah, no. Tis but the evening dew. The sun is setting, see, upon the lake, the mist is rising. Nay, tis early still. You wouldn't like it if the day were spent? Why not? My uncle then would call me home. So, etc., etc. The car she's going to, it says they're going to build in this spot. So they're horny teenagers. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lukash reveals to Mavka that Uncle Lev wants Lukash to met, to wed in the autumn. To and whom? Exactly. Well, that's what Mavka says. Wed whom? Uh, Lukash <laughs> says, I don't know. Uncle did not say, and maybe he has not yet found the girl. Well. Um, and. I have uh, thoughts, but I'll keep them to myself. Yeah. Can you not find a partner for yourself? Maybe I could, but. What? Oh. Nothing, but breaking off, he begins to play a melancholy air on his pipe. He's not going to fucking ask her to marry him. Then drops his hands and sinks into a moody train of thought. Navka, when people mate, do they do so for long? What? For life, of course. Why? <laughs> that is like the mate. Dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she... <laughs> is she a forest nymph or like a? A, David Attenborough. A, a David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> when people meet, <laughs> they do so like the dolls. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, 
it goes on. Yeah, again, this is sort of it's it's all very it's all it's all very picturesque. They're it's all very lovely. Uh huh. Um, but it's also very long. Um, in their their um courting, um, and so eventually Lukash goes, um, and and says that you know he'll 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 come back all that. But someone else arrives on the scene. Flying out of the forest comes Will o' the Wisp. Oh! A handsome youth dressed in red with a shock of reddish hair blown about by the wind. He tries to embrace Mavka, but she evades him. Don't touch me! Why not, pray? Fly off and see how in the fields the crops are getting green. What care I for those crops? Well, there you'll find your field sprite who is busy in the rye. Already she's begun to plait for you a garland of the brightest vivid green. Also, no means no, dude. Yeah. Don't touch her. I have forgotten her. Forget me too. Now, don't make mock of me. Come on, let's fly. Fuck off. I'll carry you to far off mountains green. You've always wished to see the spruce and fir. Now I don't wish to. What? And why not now? Because I've lost desire. <laughs> Some mad whim. Why have you lost desire? I have no interest. No means no. She doesn't need to justify her lack of interest in you, mate. Yeah. He he thinks that he can get her with a song. So he's like, he, he just, he, he talks about, this is interesting. Um, uh, let's fly, let's fly up high. And there my sisters hail. The mountain spirits free as is the comet's tail. In dizzy circling dances round you they will sail as bright as lightning's trail. From out the ferns for you I'll pluck the flowers, flowers frail. To tear some stars from heaven, I know I cannot fail. Upon the mountain snows, I'll bleach a magic veil to keep you from all bail. The, the, the rhyme scheme in this one isn't as good. I don't like it. Okay. And so that you may call the forest crown your own, we'll cast the dragon king down from his lofty throne. And wow. They just dropped dragon king in there. <laughs> and they're just going to just breeze over that? Yeah, apparently. Well. I wanted to get to dragon king because I thought, that's fun. But then the rest of it's not important. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And he's re- reaching the end of his rhyme. He goes, um, Then when the dawning comes and cloudlets white are stirred, to gather in the heavens like some bright fleecy herd, which drinks the clear cool water from a tranquil pool, will rest like loving sweethearts on the flowery... Fool! Mavka says, How... How petulantly you've broken off my rhyme. <laughs> Good for you, Mavka. Have you forgotten last year's summertime? Oh. Of last year's summer I no memory keep. What was sung then died out in winter's sleep. No memory it provokes. Wow. What of that grove evokes? I went to gather gather berries, I suppose. Wow. Anyway. Now I feel slightly sorry for Will of the Wisp. Yeah, he had a summer fling last year. She's not interested anymore. No, she's gone cold. Well, that is her... That's her right. That's her right. Yeah. And it sounds like if it was a summer-spring last year, we're now at spring again. Yeah. Where have you been, bro? It sounds like he's been off, off with gallivanting with the field sprite. Yeah, she said. So he's been gallivanting with the field sprite, and now he's come back and expects the bed to still be warm for him. Yeah, and to be honest, he's a will o' the wisp. He can make his own bed warm, if you know what I mean. Oh God! Um, (laughs) So the uh, Mavka runs away, and the will o' the wisp tries to look for her and can't find her. Um, Uncle Evan Lukash come back. Um, and it appears that the water goblin has been up to some schemes. Um, 
and tried so Lev tried catching some fish, couldn't really couldn't really uh, succeed. Apparently, he the water goblin grabbed the bottom of his skiff and held it fast, so he nearly drowned. So that was bad, but Uncle Lev survived. So that's good. So clearly, it's the forest elves who like Uncle Lev, but water goblin doesn't much. Water water goblin doesn't seem to like anyone. Yeah. Anyway, Lukash says he's cutting a pipe, um, which is why he took so long to, to come and help Uncle Lev. But actually, Lukash was with Mavka, wasn't he? Of course. So to clarify, we have two nymphs, both of whom are granddaughters of Wood Elf. Correct? I think the I think Mavka is just the daughter of the Wood Elf. Okay, so she's the water so I guess nymph's aunt. Aunt. I guess, maybe. And she fancies the 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that. Maybe it's aunt in only name. Maybe oh. it's not in, in age. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's possible. Yeah. I think we need a family tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'll draw a family tree and put it on Twitter for you folks. <laughs> family tree, because they're forest elf. Oh. <laughs> Just you wait. There's more trees to come. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> So Uncle Lev um, uh, is is having a, a weird moment. He sees a ghost, um, which is sort of like a hearkening of the phantom, which you which which uh, will reappear a few more times in this story. Um, Uncle Lev tells a long story, um, and um, eventually um, falls asleep while telling the story because he's old. Well, well, that in that case, how old is Lukash? Oh, he's only he's only young. I'm sure he's only young. Because he's not married, so in that culture, not married means you are, you're young. Does that mean we're young still? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's never marry and stay young forever. <laughs> we're both having crises because we both turned 30 very recently. But I turned 30 yesterday. Yeah. Lukash says, uh, ah, he's fast asleep. And then it goes a little stage of direction. Um, Mavka comes, Mavka comes out again, um, as Lukash is, uh, sorry, as Lev is sleeping. Um, they have, uh, again, a midnight tryst once again, um, kind of doing... It does speaking. tryst mean doing the do? Tryst. Or is this like Romeo and Juliet tryst? Like, we're just going to touch palms of hands and whisper sweet nothings? Um, good question. Or are they getting down? A private romantic rendezvous between lovers. See, They're can, getting down. I could do this too, Susie Den. Down, down, um. down, down, down. <laughs> you can just imagine the music at this moment. It's, oh, by the way, there is music for this. I realise we're running out of time, but there is music for this. They, they actually provide the music with the play. Oh, nice. And so every time there's music instructed in the stage directions for Lukash to, to play, he has to play from, like, these folk songs. It's quite cool. Okay, that's cool. Um, so, um, again, they have, they have a moment. And then Ruzalka appears. Ruzalka emerges out of the illuminated mist on the lake and silently watches the young pair. Lukash, pressing Mavka closer to himself. Oh, I know, right? Well, that's quite voyeuristic. It's like the neighbour's cat. Yeah. <laughs> Although she can't really talk, because wasn't she boning the... the he who runs he the who dikes. Runs dikes. Yeah. God, these people. Yeah. It's just a big... <laughs> it's just a big forest orgy. Yeah. 
Let's all go to Ukraine. It sounds great. <laughs> I bet there's pampas grass everywhere. <laughs> Obviously, once the current situation has been yes. drawn to a close. Okay. Likash, pressing Mavka closer to himself, bends his face lower and lower down to hers and suddenly kisses her. What? Mavka. Oh, Likash okay. Yeah, not... Yeah. not resolving. <laughs> I was like, wow, dude. <laughs> Mavka. Oh, joy. A star from heaven fell in my heart. Oh, God. Ha-ha! <laughs> Result of loss. <laughs> With a laugh and a splash, he dives into the water. Likash. What's that? Mavka. Rizalka, that was all. My playmate. She won't harm us, have no fear. Playmate? She's willful and she loves to mock at folk. <laughs> what care I? I care for nothing more in all the world. Oh, my God. You just met. You care for me, don't you? You are my world, more splendid, more beloved than he whom hitherto I knew. Oh my and he God. is far more splendid since we two are one. Then we two are now one? Do you not hear the nightingale singing the marriage song? Oh my God. You can't marry someone you just met. Thank you, Elsa. It <laughs> <laughs> is true I hear that she no longer chirps or twitters as she always did. She sings... Now kiss her, kiss her, kiss. Oh my god. And her I'll kiss, kiss her to death. Oh my god. A gust of wind comes, blowing white blossoms like a snowstorm over all over the glade. No, no, I mustn't die. It would be... What's that you say? I didn't mean to frighten you. Die? And yet twould lovely would be... And yet twould lovely be to die as dies a falling star. What? Enough. Don't talk of things like that. Don't talk at all. Don't talk of anything. Ah, no, do talk. What? The way you talk is strange, but somehow sweet it is to listen to. Why don't you speak? Ah, uh, have I angered you? What the f- This is the I'm listening to you make love. <laughs> she takes his head in her hands, turns his face up to the light of the moon and scrutinises it. Don't. That makes me afraid, Lukash is speaking. Your eyes seem peering down into my soul. I cannot stand it. Talk to me, make fun, ask questions, tell me what you like or laugh. So Lukash is 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 getting a little bit kind of concerned about Mavka. Mavka's going a little bit heavy on the uh, on the on the effusive yes. lovely stuff. <laughs> she says Your voice is clear as is the running stream. Oh my god. Your eyes though are opaque. Lukash. What? Maybe the moon's not bright enough. <laughs> Afka, she presses her head to his breast as though fainting. Perhaps. Oh, have you swooned? <laughs> no, hush. I want to hear your heart speak loud. Oh my god. It talks but faintly, like the nights in spring. This girl has no chill whatsoever. No, she. <laughs> 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 Why must you try to hear it? You should not. You say I should not? Then I will not, love. Oh I should God. not, must not, then I never will. Should, don't should all over yourself, love. Yeah, don't should. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Um, anyway, um, Lukash is a little bit kind of, he's a little bit freaked out, but he does let it, he's, he goes like, I've never been in love before, and so I never knew that love could be so sweet. Uh, Mavka runs to the other end of the glade, away from the lake, where there are flying shrubs. Lukash runs after her. Um, 
Ruzalka emerges out of the mist again. Turning back towards the reeds, she whispers, Little lost babes in the night, kindle now your lanterns bright. Two moving lights are seen in the reeds. Then the lost babes come forth, bearing a lantern. From the prologue. Yeah. Ah. The lights sometimes flare up brightly and then fade out almost completely. Ruzalka gathers them closely to her, whispering and pointing a little way off to the dim figure of Lukash, who is groping about in the bushes (laughs) in an intoxication of joy. (laughs) Groping about in the bushes. Wow. I say. See there, that one who's wandering about. He's like that father who abandoned you, who ruined your dead mother, let her die. Oh, shit. He should no longer live. Oh, shit. Lost babes. You drown him then. (laughs) Yeah. I do not dare. The forest elf forbids. You tell him, forest babes. But we're not strong enough. We are too small. You are tiny, light and shiny. With your lights and small hands, sure. You can foolish folk allure. Go into the rushes there where no forest elf can hear. Should he come out, put your lights out and disappear. Be like lights deceiving always. O'er the pathways. Burst out bright o'er reeds and rushes. Lead him into bogs and slushes. When he's slipping, send him dipping down into the deepest slime. Then I'll finish him this time. Off now, like a flash. Lost babes. To one another as they proceed. As they proceed, so they're doing it. They're doing it. Oh, for God's sakes. You'll go there. This way I'll take, and we'll meet upon the lake. (laughs) They're off, Rizalka says. (laughs) She rushes to a marshy pool, takes water, and sprinkles it backwards over her shoulder. From behind the bushes, Kutz jumps out, or Kutz. Kutz. Let's go go Kutz. How's it spelled? K-U-T-Z. Oh, okay. Kutz. He is a youthful imp, like a mannequin. So did she, like, she, uh, she invoked him by sprinkling water over her shoulder? I guess so. Okay. Cootsie, cootsie, where you stand, here before me, kiss my hand. With an imperious gesture, she stretches out her hand. <laughs> Coots kisses it. Lady, what is now your wish? So she did invoke him? I guess so, yeah. Right, I see. For you, I prepare a dish, one you will like if you don't miss your aim. She points to Lukash. See there, you're well accustomed to such game. Coots with a wave of his hand. Whatever's in the mud, for the mouth, is good. Oh my god. Rizalka. There's the meat for you, twill bring you joy and please your grandam too. I don't know whether grandam is a typo for grandma, but I'm going to go with grandam. <laughs> Coots skips into the bushes and vanishes. <laughs> Rizalka in There's the rushes. Not enough skipping not, these days. not enough skipping. You know what, skipping? I mean, Such an underrated form of transport. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Such an underrated gate. Yes. Yeah, that's better. Um I uh I was I was um known in primary school for being the kid who skipped down the corridors. That surprises me not at all. <laughs> Rizalka in the rushes peers after the lost babes who keep flashing and dim- dimming their lights, running forwards and backwards and weaving in circles. How did he get lost? He was chasing What's her face? Um, uh, he was chasing, cha- uh, yes, chasing Mavka. Yeah, that's it. Um, but they were they were together. But yeah, now he, he is his uh, result. Sorry, Lukash is um, actually hunting for fireflies right now. What? Okay. Um, it says, 
What lovely fireflies, so swift and bright. Such splendid ones I've never seen so large. I must get hold of them. He chases them, first one, then the other. Imperceptibly, they lead him on towards the danger spots. Mavka says, don't go for them. Sweetheart, don't go for them. They're with her. Yeah, yeah, they're together. It's the lost babes. They'll lead you into peril. Lukash, absorbed in the chase, does not hear her and keeps right on. Then with a sudden cry. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, I'm gone. I'm tangled in the weeds. They drag me down. Did she not just fucking tell you? I know. (laughs) I know. Men, <laughs> listen with your ears. <laughs> Mavka comes running up at his cries. She cannot, however, reach him because he has sank into the mud some distance from the solid bank. Wow. Holding her belt with one hand, she casts the other end out towards him. Now catch it! It fails to reach him. Imagine dying by drowning in mud. Oh, God. Ooh. That is really a nasty way to go. Didn't that happen a lot in the First World War as well? Yeah, oh, horrible. Horrible. How? Also, how did they perform this? <laughs> I'm trying to imagine. <laughs> did they have a bath full of mud on the stage? Maybe there's like a a, a like a like a maybe it's like a trench. Maybe I just don't like, have the vision. Mm. I'm not. I'm not a, a director. Yeah, I mean this is. There must be a way. There must be a way. Otherwise... <laughs> Listeners, if anyone's watched this play, please do let us know. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at yes. Tome Raiders Pod, and uh, inform us. Getting it in early this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lukash. Oh, it doesn't reach. Now what? She runs to the willow, <laughs> the branches <laughs> of which bad. hang out over the water. That is Mavka. Oh, willow dear. Oh, mother dear, please save. Oh. So Mavka's mother is the willow. Okay. Quick as a squirrel, she climbs up the tree and, clinging to the outmost branches, again casts out the belt. This time, it reaches. Lukash grasps its end. Mavka pulls it back towards herself and, giving him a hand, helps him to climb into the tree. Well done, Mavka. Rizalka in the water gives a dull groan of vexation and disappears in the mist. The lost babes also vanish. Uncle Lev, who has been sleeping all this time. (laughs) Hey now, what's this? Phantom here again? A vod, a cursed! Hey, Lukash, where are you? <laughs> Lukash from the willow? Uh, up here, up here. Oh, so he hasn't actually strayed that far from where they're no. staying? No. <laughs> Bloody hell. How did he not know that there was a massive pool of mud? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, poor civil engineering, that's Okay. Why. Uncle Lev says, What are you doing there? Come down at once, I say. The girl as well. <laughs> Lukash climbs down, but Mavka remains where she is. Lukash. Oh dear, I nearly drowned there in those weeds. I stepped into a hole, and she's the one who somehow saved my life. And why do you go sneaking round at dead of night as though you are a haunt? It's a good question. I was after fireflies. That break- is not a good enough answer. <laughs> <No>. My God. <laughs> he breaks off in embarrassment. <laughs> As he should. Yes. Uncle Lev, now noticing the fireflies in Mavka's hair. <laughs> I might have known without your telling me. I see myself just how the matter lies. Oh, Uncle, Mavka says. I'm the one who rescued him. Uncle Lev, just hear her. Uncle, 
Now we've got a niece. And who was it enticed him in the trap? He shakes his head disapprovingly. You forest folk. There is your loyalty. I'll get that forest elf for this so he won't get away again. Inside an oak, I'll stuff that whiskered piece of trickiness. Oh, no, but we like forest elves. As he'll find out, he sends his maid to do his dirty work while oh, he stays out of God's sight. Say, jumping to conclusions, rash, violent actions. I am. Uh, oy vey. Oy vey, indeed. Mavka, she runs swiftly down from the tree. But no, no, he's not to blame. May Dragon King pour out his wrath on me if it's not true, and I am innocent. I want to say, I want the law behind the Dragon King. Yeah. It must exist. Once again. They can't just sprinkle it, that little enticement. little sprinkle thing in. <laughs> don't provide any world building. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Lev. Well, I believe you now, for that's your greatest oath, I know. So, oathing, oathing? To make an oath yes. by the Dragon King must be oath very making. high. Oath making by the Dragon King. Very high oath. Okay. Clearly, Dragon King. We should bring it back. We should bring it back. Wasn't there a Dragon King in the um, Japanese ghost story? The... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there was. Is, is it the same? Is it the same Dragon King? Let's say yes. Let's go with yes. Let's go. <laughs> I've asked. It's a yes. Lukash <laughs> um, says, Oh, uncle. She it is who saved my life, so help me God, without her I'd have drowned. Yes, we've, we've heard this before, Lucas. Yeah, we get it. Uncle Lev. Well, girl, although you don't possess a soul, you have a good, kind heart. Huh? Again, just sprinkling these little yeah. little details. Do, do none of the forest folk have souls? Apparently not. Apparently only humans have souls. Debatable. Mm. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> Putin. <clears throat> <laughs> You'll pardon me for what I said in anger. To Lukash. Why were you out chasing fireflies in the dangerous marsh? Yeah. Were there none in the bushes on dry land? Asking the important questions. But those were such big ones, such brilliant ones. They weren't really fireflies. Uncle Lev also knows. Aha! I know them. It was those lost babes. Thank you. All right, just wait. Tomorrow I'll bring here some pups who don't fear witches. Then we'll see who does the whining here. Ooh, Uncle Lev. Mm. Voices of the lost babes, groaning miserably, almost like the grunting of frogs. <laughs> no, grandfather, please. We are not to blame. Oh, no. Out among the weeds, we were gathering reeds. Oh, God. Okay. It was only a matter of time, yes. listeners, before he managed to shoehorn in his Kermit impression. <laughs> Our good friend River, who's li- who will be listening to this. Hello, River. That was for you, because we know he loves... He loves the froggies. He loves the froggies. <laughs> we had no idea visitors were here, or never had come. Up above the scum. Babe, so Stop. we can frail, can't but weep and wail. Stop. I just had to reach the end of that paragraph. Okay. Stop with the fucking Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> you have accidentally stumbled upon one of Laura's opinions. <laughs> Uncle Lev. You'll notice how the treacherous miss sneaks out to hide the witch's spawn? Well, let it try. I'll soon find out who's guilty and who's not. Oh, Uncle Lev. To Lukash. Well, nephew, don't you think it's time for us to start for home? Yeah. To Mavka. Goodbye, my girl. Mavka. You'll come again tomorrow? I can show you where to find good lumber for your house. 
I see you've nosed in all our affairs. You're smart. Well, you can come. <laughs> You're I'm... nosy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy <laughs> body. <laughs> I'm used to you, and you folk must get used to us. Let's go. Goodbye. Au revoir. Arrivederci. Ciao. <laughs> uh, sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> Mavka says more to Lukash than so to Uncle Ev. Farewell. Off we to say goodbye. Something like that. Actually, she says, I'll be expecting you. Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was only a matter of time, listener, before I shoehorned in a Sound of Music reference. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shush cat. Lukash drops behind his uncle, silently squeezes Mavka's two hands, kisses her without a sound, and, overtaking his uncle, departs with him into the forest. Mavka alone. <laughs> I don't know if the, the microphone would have picked that up, but the cat meowed right on cue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear knight, couldst thou more swiftly pass away? Forgive me. For I yet know you knew a day so blessed, so happy, is such a day so bright. Oh, for God's sake, girl. So calm and tender as thou art, O knight. O birch, why must thou always mournful be? Behold me, sister, filled with ecstasy. Oh. O willow, no more o'er the waters weep. Be kind while here thy child love's watch doth keep. And tell me, O my father, thou dark grove, where it were best for me this night to rove. The night is brief, but separation is long. What destiny awaits me, grief or song? The moon sinks behind the dark mass of the forest. The darkness, velvety black, envelops the glade. Nothing is now visible, except the dying coals of the fire. But by the fireflies which she is still wearing in her hair, Mavka can be traced as she wanders among the trees. Her headdress at times shines out as a complete circlet. Then again, in separate sparklings, until it is completely lost in the gloom. A deep midnight silence falls, broken only occasionally by the rustling of leaves in the forest, a sound as though someone were sighing in his sleep. Wow. Beautiful. And that's the end of Act One. Wow. So... We were going to try and do this in one episode, but I think we will... We'll split it into two. Yeah. Shall we try and do one for next week? Yeah, we'll do it as soon as we can. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's our promise. We'll do it as soon as we can. Yeah. So, um, in the in the following acts, um, we'll see what happens when uh, the rubber hits the road. Yeah. Hmm. What are your thoughts, my love? What are my thoughts? Um. Good question. I think um, there is something. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're um at this point in time in the story. It's, it's just so difficult to kind of like disentangle ourselves from the pantomime mentality yeah it's it is very silly in various places but i feel like if it were performed right it wouldn't feel silly like that um it's got a lot of the old tropes like love at first sight mm, star-crossed lovers mm, um i so i know i've drawn the shakespeare comparison twice now already mm, but it again a third time i'm drawing it for a third time Third time to the charm. Yeah. Um, we've got the whole, you know, star-crossed lovers, Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got wood nymphs and fair, the fae and, you know, like Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. We've got women with men making decisions for them. Like, like every, every play. Every play written 
pre nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I can, I can see the comparisons that to be made. Yeah. I personally don't believe in love at first sight. I think what they have is infatuation, mm-hmm. and when the shit hits the fan, they're gonna have a nasty wake up call. They're gonna find that they're two very different people. Yeah. Um, and that is an act too. Ooh, and he's leaving us on a cliffhanger, folks. So join us next time when we'll go through the second part of Forest Song by Lesia Ukrainka. I can't pronounce her name. Lesia Ukrainka. We hope that you enjoyed Act 1 and um, I hope that you'll join us hopefully next week for Act 2. And 3. And... Three? Three is short. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll try. You will do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. Um, yeah. Hopefully you'll join us next week for Acts 2 and 3. Um, do hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, at Tome Raiders Pod. You can also join us. You can go to tomeraiders.co.uk where there are links to all of our socials mm-hmm. and a contact us button where you can send us an email. Mm-hmm. Um, both Ross and I are also on Twitter and Instagram if you were so inclined to seek us out um, you could probably do that yes I can't promise that I'll be particularly engaging because I very rarely use it but uh, yep yeah. um, uh, we, we are we are not engaging so we we, we, we throw things out there yeah. but we don't receive no the only thing we do receive is five star reviews yeah and those are the only reviews that we're accepting if you have Anything lower than five star reviews, we don't want that. Yeah, so um, please send in your five star reviews. And yeah, lots of love, wear your masks, use your hand sanitizer, feed your cat, see you in. Um, uh, donate sometime. to Amnesty International yeah. and Oxfam for the um, Ukraine appeal. Um, sending love and solidarity and all the best wishes in the world to. Everybody in Ukraine who's being impacted by this horrible, horrible Russian offensive. Um, And we're sending all our love and well wishes to the people in Russia who have been dragged into this against their, against their will. Um, Be kind to your Russian friends. um, If you, if you, if you have Russian friends, especially if you're not in Russia, which I imagine you're not, um, they are probably being torn up by all of this. Um, yeah, just be kind. That's um, a good. That's a good moral message. Yeah, just be just, kind. Um, this world could do with more kindness. Do unto others what you would have done unto yourself, as a wise man once said. Who said that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not Christian, <laughs> but it's a nice. It's a nice thought. Right? I should have known that. <laughs> All right. See you later, folks. All right. Love you lots. <laughs>